It is Monday. We are back. No technical weirdness. Raw Mike Richards from the DKI studios in downtown Toronto out of the Pacific Junction Hotel. Coming up today, golf. And is Tiger back? That answer is no. Just, uh, I know there's a lot of that. He's, he's not going to win. <laughs> Thanks for coming out. Thanks for almost winning the Valspar. And uh, we'll see you later. But we will talk about it. Oh, you got to talk Tiger. Also, of course, the Raptors uh, were in sort of a, a controlled scrimmage in Madison Square Gardens. And they played a G League team. Officials and fans and everything oh, showed up for yeah. it, too. And that was pretty good. I know. And they won by 100 points. <laughs> what a joke. New York, what a joke. Now I get that Phil Jackson's no longer stealing from them and ripping them off. But that was, that was like, what, $60 million? Yeah. Over that a, period of time? What a criminal. From his ranch. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Do you blame them if they're going to pay it? You can't blame him. Well, you sit there and you sign up for it, but, man, what a... Like, if the Knicks approach you and say, by the way, while you're at home playing with the little girls and occasionally uh, coaching uh, T-ball, do you want $15 million a year to occasionally right. se- send us a a fax? On, <laughs> People still use those, right? On, on who you think... Mail us a letter on who you think would be a good draft pick, and you come up with, well, Porzingis is good, and send... You want, Phil wanted to trade Porzingis, though. Remember? <laughs> a year and a half ago after they drafted him, they were like, the, Phil Phil was trying to get rid of uh, uh, Porzingis, and they said no to it, and thank God for them, they said no to him. Thank God to Porzingis. He's like, thank God I'm hurt. Yeah. This team is terrible. Yeah, so true. Awful. Uh, by the way, we'll also talk about March Madness. It was uh, lead up to conference time, so the, the, the conference tournaments. Conference tournaments. And just so you know, there are some people who don't even really entertain uh, its importance. I, that, I'm not of that school, but uh, I certainly gambled enough, and I hate the University of Cincinnati Bearcats. So the worst. The, the, the problem is, Dave, when you hate a team because they screwed you, when you hate them, don't let it bias going forward. That's the problem. You want them to lose. You're going, okay, good. They're going to play this team. They're going to lose for sure. And guess what happens? Yeah, I know. Then they play their normal game, and Clark goes on a spree, and you're like, damn it, they screwed me twice. You have to keep your hatred out of it. For instance, all the Duke haters, which, of course, is literally half the world. Okay, three quarters of the world. Yeah, but then the other but then the other uh, quarter loves them. Well, like my father. The Dukey? Oh. Is Dukies got it? When he says Dukies, you have to realize one of the greatest coaches I've ever known says Dukies. And, and look, when he puts on, you know, he's he's eighty. What is he now? Eighty five. But he puts on, you know, a, <laughs> that sweater vest like like some coaches do. Sure, he looks like he could be literally be sitting. He looks like um, is it Bill Snyder? I'm trying to think of the Snyder is the the coach of Kansas State, the football team. The man with the silver hair and the glasses wears the you know the, the Kansas State purple. Identical. When oh, I see yeah. him on the sidelines, I'm like, geez, I didn't know Dad was going to coach football at K-State. That's interesting. <laughs> but there's uh, there's a lot to talk about on Wednesday. So on Wednesday, we're going to do the Raw Mike Richards yes. uh, March Madness Roundtable. Will Strickland going to join us? He's going to come in. I think he's got a surprise guest. I just got uh, mentioned that Leo Routens, we're going to give him a call that day. We'll try to add to the list because, boy, I'll tell you, trying to uh, 
navigate the, the 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 journey that is bracket busting, which it seems to be each and every year. But there are a couple of teams I do like, and one team every time I see them, they tend to get stronger. It's not a surprise, at least, that a team that is that young, they are getting better every time they play together. You mean Michigan? Nope. Okay. No, that is not the team I'm talking. You mean about. Wright State? No, no. <laughs> you don't think the 15 is going to go all the way? I mean, Wright State. I mean, it's just some of those matchups. And I will say that here's the one prediction that I will make, and I don't think it's a huge one if you watch college ball. Xavier ain't getting through. Xavier's the number one, but they could be gone by the second round. Yeah, Providence took care of them in the uh, Big East too. Yeah, I I'm not sold on Xavier, but there is one team in that number one selection that I think they Villanova. No, well, people love Villanova. I know. I was going to say I think they might be one of those four, but that ain't my team. Okay, uh, that's my team. So you're gonna have to watch. On. Uh, by the way, so we have sent out. Let's put the bracket bracket up there. Uh, Do it. The raw Mike Richards Do it. challenge. Do it. So let's have some uh, challenge music. And as you know, challenge music hmm. sounds like this. Actually, you know what? That's not that. <laughs> That's that challenge. That, that music. is not the challenge music. Okay, now a commercial's gonna come on. You watch. Nope. Let's try it. That's what we like. Ooh, this sounds challenging. That is a challenge. Okay, so uh, this is live television, and. Coming up, the Raw Mike Richards Bracket Challenge. So you fill out those brackets. We're going to do the show Wednesday morning. Because Go Buffalo. You, uh, you Buff is good. I know. That is a good team. You know there. what? Not a bad opening round matchup with Arizona because Arizona isn't the traditional Arizona of the past. And they seem to be having some uh, legal problems. Yeah, recruiting. Yeah. So, <laughs> nudge, nudge. Just give me lots of points. Give me the points. See, here's the problem. Nine points, by the way. Also separating... Who you think is going to win to the degenerate side, which Dave and I are, who you betting on. And sometimes there have been years where I I mix the two and don't get them straight in my head. Like, stop thinking about point spread. you got to think straight up. Who's going to win? When do we ever talk about straight up winning? We're not 10. <laughs> you know, But you have to get it through your head. So, the Rama, do you have the uh, brackets that I sent you today? Or did they go up? Ah! Uh. Okay. Screwing up again. But you do have something to go up there, do you? have that little magic? Okay, so this is not the promo I'm probably going to run today. <laughs> but uh, we will get it out there to you when we can. So, uh, gee, I, I didn't send it to you? That is very odd. Let me just... What? Uh, have you gotten a chance to look at anything yet? Like, I, if you've, no. you've scanned it a little no, bit? No, no really. not really. I've not uh, because I'm too much of a freak. Because I'm looking for that 512 upset. Don't worry about those numbers this year, Dave. They're going to be a lot. They'll, they'll look. Let's just say, and Davidson, I'm looking at you. Yeah, you like the Davidson. I do. You're in love with Davidson. I have <laughs> something to do with the first five letters of the name. By the way, speaking of uh, being in love with things, Dave, uh, David is in love with uh, San Francisco. I think probably the 49ers. I am. And look who they got on the weekend. Well, they're quarterback, yeah. And now they have a guy that's uh, shutting down on the other side of the field. You know what? As much as I like Richard Sherman on that team, I love what the Rams did even more because the Rams got Tlaib and they got Marcus Peters from the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. So it's like they already have Joyner in the secondary. You add these two pieces. I mean, the West is completely changing over. And I'm so happy. Sorry, Gov. I'm so happy. Oh, the amazing Seattle. Gov. You're talking about the amazing Govan. Gov, yes. yeah. 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 Well, I got Gov. G-O-V. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I know he doesn't say it that way. He, he does. Yeah, he yeah. does say it and, that way, though. Yeah, he no, does, he doesn't. He doesn't even do that. that <laughs> he that speaks way. better English. Hey, than that's us. not right, Mike. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Seattle may be a bottom feeder this year. Oh, I know. I feel so bad for them. Yeah, that's uh, no, we don't. That's very upsetting. The so, Rams and 49ers could, will go one, you, two, and that. Could you say that one more about the say say what that sentence again? Which part about Seattle? What could <laughs> say it again? Seattle may be bottom feeders this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it took some. That's okay. Well, yeah, what am I, Scrizzy? Holy crap, did that take too yeah, long? Yeah, that's true. No, Scrizzy would still be looking for the button. Christ, that guy's bad. <laughs> anyway, so, so yeah. That's so, what friends are for. So, so the Seahawks, the Seahawks may be like that third, fourth place team, depending on what the Cardinals do. You never trust the Cardinals, though, because, you know, they, they know all about losing. But the yeah, Rams and yeah. 49ers are going head to head for that division. I'm looking forward to it. Not hating it. No, not I'm hating it. I love it. that. By the way, a uh, message from my father. Oh. Uh, uh, though he, he loved, loved the show on Thursday because that was the last show we were able to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, our interview with uh, Jerry Glanville. That's he, awesome. He thought that was very, very cool. He also said that was great and to please stop being so mean to Russell. He, I never heard he, that he, last he part. He said, so. he goes, why, why? I said, Dad, you know how this works. You were a coach for 400 years. <laughs> The guys that you love, that's who you punk. If I don't like you. That's so true, right. isn't it? If you don't like a guy, and let's say. It's so so true. So, Russell, um, let's say I don't like you. You come up to me in the morning. You're, you're passing me in the hallway. I know that you're you know, probably the, the ball boy for the basketball team or whatever. And I truly don't like you. So go by in the hall and, and give me a greeting. Just to pick up the microphone, give me a greeting, and I'll give you. If I don't like you, what happens? Hey, Mike, how's it going? Yeah, good. You see what happened there? Oh. That means I don't like you. This looks very cold. Yeah, yeah. It, it almost looks like you don't like him. Yeah. See, I know. These All right. Things. So it's now. So now, I, the, the way we really feel about yep. you, we like you. <clears throat> Give me the same greeting. Hey, Mike. How's it going? Hey, good. How was your weekend? Did you dress up like Batman and wrestle another guy who looks like Superman? <laughs> yeah, you did. Say you did. There's the difference. <laughs> you can tell which guy I like. You know yeah. what? Russell's acting abilities. Are, are like 100% better than when we started last year. Oh, no, year. he's really grown as an actor. Oh, big time. He, he really has. I used to have uh, our good friend Brad Kowalski, who was in Calgary, and we called him the world's greatest actor, and I he produced all that stuff, and I put him in every bit. And people yeah. said, it's not a bit unless Brad Kowalski's acting skills are in it. <laughs> the world's greatest actor. we got to get we gotta Russell in some bits. By the way, speaking of world's greatest, let's talk a little, uh, a little golf right now, Dave. Okay, let's do it. And uh, on the weekend, as you saw, formerly one of the world's greatest, Tiger Woods. Yeah. Tigra. La Petite Tigra. Who wasn't quite good enough to no. win the Valspar, beating him, Mr. Dressup, and Russell <laughs> at plus 15. No, uh, they, uh, they, they shook a little bit the, the Tiger-loving universe. And so now people are like, okay, here, ESPN. ESPN title. Doubt him no more. Please. Tiger Woods is going to win again. No, he's not. Look, after one performance, you're going to base one of the more competitive uh, PGA, when you take a look at the entire tour, on a weekly basis, I'm saying you have seven guys. At least seven guys. Minimum. Minimum. Maybe the top ten. You know, we'll talk to Zucchino when we get a chance. But on a weekly basis, are we not saying, let's say, at least 7 to 10 legit guys who can win that tournament? And Tiger, all of a sudden, 
is going to start knocking them off or or even enough to win I don't mean a major cuz I just don't I just don't see it but do we really think if the over under was 1 1 so a half right cuz you got to kind of do it that way you're not going to make it a push yeah 0.5 over under so does he win or lose essentially one more tournament or does he win does, can he win one more tournament i'm going to say he's capable of winning if I'm betting it, like you just throw out a number, yeah, because it'll be a huge number, right? I'm so that, saying, that's I'm a, saying yeah. no, he does not win this year. Look, he gave you some excitement on the 17th with what was it, like a 43 footer or whatever. That you, was a massive yeah. putt. So that that's what sparks you because in the Tiger era, you know, of the Tiger slams, he could do that. But you have to be able to shape your shots, I think, in and around the green. And you saw, you saw a lot of that. And you know what? Disappointing on the commentary. That that call wasn't very good for that no, distance of putt. I agree. Like somebody should have sat there and went, "In your life, yeah." yeah. Like yeah. even though it's but, been used, yeah. But I don't if, care. If that was me, I'm yes. looking around going, "In your life, yes." <laughs> have you ever? <laughs> oh my, yes. See, and that was such a lousy call. The guy, the guy puts it in from a five dollar cab fare, and there was no call for it. And he got it. Or whatever, like yeah, it was and that's in the hole. Yeah, it's like, it's like really, it's like when Dave Michigan calls other teams' goals, and it's in. That's exactly you know, and a goal, and, and goal. you know, and you know what I didn't like about Tiger's game too that that wasn't very Tiger like because everybody's sitting there wanting to wanting to parlay what Tiger did ten years ago. And by the way, it's been ten years since the guy won a major. Ten, ten years, ten. You, know, you know, how long ten years ago. I didn't. We didn't even know each other ten years ago. That's un, how long it's un, been. Deux, trois, ten. Yes, ten. Exactly. He nails that putt on 17. He goes to 18 and uses an iron off the tee. Way too conservative. He should have went driver, sand wedge, hole. He goes iron, driving iron. He's still 185 out on 18. It it wasn't very Tiger-like. And I know a lot of people will say, he doesn't hit his driver anymore. Well, guess what? The Tiger Woods that won tournaments pulls out the big dog and the dog eats. And the dog hits hard. And yes, sometimes he goes in the rough and sometimes he goes in the trees. He makes the recovery. He wins. He was so conservative on 18 when he had a chance to win and blew it. I'm not hating on Tiger Woods, but this isn't the Tiger Woods we know from the past where everybody was sitting there going, Jack's record is in jeopardy. No, it's not. No. It's never going to be in jeopardy. Nobody's going to touch Jack's record, especially Tiger Woods. Yeah, it, it's not about being mean. I think it's about being realistic. And I think at this point in his career, which the careers, I'm not even going to call it the twilight, the, the sun has set. This is... <laughs> You know what's funny? The stars are out on that career. He's 42 years old. Yeah. You still think that there should be some gas Ooh, in the tank? Oh, Tiger Woods. But I'm telling you, I, I look, is it exciting? Uh, you know, do I think he's going to... Like, do I think in a tournament like... What's the one before the, the Masters? Is that the Shell? H- H- yeah, the Shell Houston Open. Yeah. Do I think he'll have... Do, number one, is he in it? Like I, I, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, so, I don't know so his schedule. Check. Like he's going to be at the Arnold Palmer next week, and that's what I'm really looking for. Okay, to so because he goes was, back to back. He goes that, back to back. That was one of his yes. tourneys, right? Yes. Do I think on Sunday he's wearing the red shirt at the Arnold Palmer? Is he wearing the red shirt at the Arnold Palmer? I say no. I say no. As a betting man, I'm saying flare up, miss the cut. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Interesting. Because yeah. he knows he knows all about 
uh, you know, uh, that tournament. He knows all about Bay Hill. He's been at Bay. Like, it's funny. They were talking about Tiger Woods during the broadcast. He has four or five different greens in his backyard, and one of them is cut like Bay Hill for the putting green. So it's a little bit higher, a little bit, right. you know, so it's funny because he's, he's won there so many times. Can this version of RoboCop win at Bay Hill? Because that's essentially what he is. It, this is this is home court advantage for Tiger. And I've got to say, I'm unsure if he'll make the cut. See, if he doesn't make the cut at that course. Then that's what I'm saying. The red flags, wherever they are. They're up. Yeah, you lost in your own bathroom. They're up, yes. That, that's, that's really what, how I'm looking at it. And I will be very skeptical. And look, if you're a betting guy, what happens after a team goes to double overtime? Because this is the equivalent for me. For Tiger Woods coming one stroke away from forcing a playoff in, in a tournament that happened yesterday, the equivalent of, of Davidson uh, beating uh, Rhode Island. And if this were a conference play and Davidson plays a eh, team next, what do mm-hmm. betters do? Yeah, they they, they go they go hard against the guys who just had a tiring and emotional and a huge win, and that's in any sport. Let's face it, that's almost in any sport. So I'll be very curious to see what happens Arnold Palmer wise, uh, and I'm not going to be surprised if it goes the other way. Now, when it comes to Tiger Woods, that being said, all the negativity that I just spewed out, but I, I'm just trying to be honest. I'm just trying to be I'm trying to be raw, you know, like the show raw. Oh, I like it. There have been some moments that I thought were pretty good. Now, this comes a bunch of years ago. I'm not sure which tournament this is. And I know people get on Phil. Fig Jam. You know, if you don't like him occasionally, that's going to come up. Well, for Tiger Woods, this was a great moment, I thought. Not sure what tournament it is. And you know, quite honestly, when they have those marshals that say, now on the tee box, you know, uh, Dave Bastel from, yes. from Jupiter, Florida. Hey, and then they'll, they'll sometimes say the tournaments that you win. Well, I'm assuming this is property of the PGA. I don't know because it's really they're not playing it. There's no little thing on there, but we get gooned all the time. But here is the great moment where Phil Mickelson, who's playing with him, as they're going through all the wins, this is during the Tiger Slam era, all the tournaments that he's won, and apparently Phil, who's bouncing the golf ball off the face of his driver, you can hear the click, 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 has had enough of the Tiger love off the first tee box. Championship. Winner of 34 PGA Tour events, including the 2002 Masters Tournament, the U.S. Open, the Bay Hill Invitational, the Buick Open, the American Express World Golf Championship. All right, all right. Good for him. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> awesome. That was awesome. So we go from awesome to not as awesome. And I maybe you've seen it before, maybe you haven't. That's the worst announcer ever, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, what, did they just hire the first person that signed up on an application? Like, shouldn't you have some yeah. sort of command of a... Uh, whatever. Old Ethel's probably been a member there since... Yeah, I, I know, I, I know. When they say 1903... <laughs> That's probably how she said it, too. Charles Barkley. Yes. How a guy who was a bona fide, not only a, a collegiate athlete, but you know, he's Hall of Fame, is he not? Yes. Barkley? Okay. Hall of Famer in the NBA. How can you not figure out golf swing? I know it's not the same kind of mechanics, but I don't understand in his head how he doesn't see that it's not one continuous motion, once again due to popular demand. Here is the strangeness and weirdness of Charles Barkley 
trying to hit a golf ball. So weird. I just don't understand how in his head he sees this as a swing. What? It's, it's the stopping part. Everybody laughs. It's the sound after. <laughs> oh, oh my. That wasn't good. That's going to. Like, how do you. It's going to go on all day. <laughs> Look at it. How do you not know? Like when you shoot a free throw, do you put it up, stop, and then sh the wrist follows through? It's a miracle that he, that he is in his mind as an athlete, he doesn't, he didn't feel that. That makes no sense. Of course, he's a millionaire. Yeah, he, he can do whatever he wants, and maybe people just come out to see him. Yeah, and it's like I, let's see, let's see him shoot that shot. Yeah, do you think if you asked him what he, what do you think about the game? I don't think he would care all that much, to be honest. You don't think so? No, no. Is he ever going to be a guest on the show? Because we kind of miss him. Maybe tomorrow. Okay, let's do tomorrow. Okay. We'll get, we'll, I, I don't, I don't want to wake him up or anything this early on yeah. Monday, but yeah. I'm just saying we'll get Sir Charles on tomorrow. We'll talk about March Madness. March too. Madness. He's a big fan of the Raptors. Massive fan, like on TNN or uh, TNT, I should say. He um, he has come out and said that the Raptors are going to represent the Eastern Conference. Like he has come, and then you know Kenny the Jed and the rest of the panel kind of sits there and eye rolls. But I'm on board. I I I think Sir Charles was 100 percent correct. But that and this is unbiased. Okay, this is uh, you know if the Raptors win, great. If they lose, okay. What are you going to do? But I think the Raptors are the best team in the East, and I think he's he's onto something. Here's on Twitter what's going on. It's, it's amazing what happens while the show's on. Here's one from our, our good friend Mac. He's awesome. He's been a part of You want to win the ratings war? Hire a Raw Mike Richards on any sports morning show. You'll be number one in the first three days. Yes. That's we're true. ready. Just so you know. This hey, is what Mac, we're doing. You're right. Yeah, Mac, bang on. Bang on. They don't want to hear that, though. You know what they call Mac uh, when he's uh, at work? What? Mac Attack. Oh, he's. I know this for sure. He's got a lot of names. Just I'm so just you know. <laughs> he's got a lot of names on Twitter. Sometimes he has to because sometimes Twitter doesn't like what he says because he's honest. They don't like that. Okay, so here's um here's the thing about the raps. Yesterday's game was if you're a Knicks like if you're a Knicks fan, again, we we showed those clips of of uh, Walt Frazier and just all the Bernard you know, King, Patrick Ewing, John Starks, you know, and, and, and yeah, and that's the latter years, you know. But just you know, MSG, you know, I think they were the first in the league to have what they call stadi or uh, theater lighting, theater lighting, yep. theater lighting, because it was the show. You, 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 this is Broadway. You're putting on a show. Yeah, this knickerbockers, is the knickerbockers, and now. They're a G League team. And they look like, because Porzingis is gone, so just a, a series of guys that go on the floor. And i got to tell you, for the Raptors right now, in the day, in the day, the Raptors sometimes, Dave, would play down to the competition. So they would they'd go up against teams like Charlotte, like teams like Charlotte, and they would lose. Even if they were better than Charlotte, they would, and they usually, usually have been. Charlotte had been terrible from time to time. Well, 
okay, a, a lot of the time, mm-hmm. and they would still lose. Teams like that, they would struggle against. Now, they are really putting the boots to it. So a property of the NBA and NBA broadband properties, here is the whipping or part of it that the Raps gave the Knicks yesterday. A big part of their success earlier this season. There's Dan Fleet hitting a three. You mentioned their defense, Kenny. The best in the league. Dean up. Jackham. Yeah, on the defense. Jackham's been amazing. Shots early on in the game. This is right dishing off to Pirtle. Jackham with the rebound. Right from three. They just have so much now that they can offer. And, and once again, you saw coming off the bench, there's Van Vliet looking good. Uh, they can rest their star. I mean, there's a time where, you know, if if uh, if Kyle wasn't on the floor, then you really had to worry about now. Now I don't think they have that kind of concern. In fact, I think if you're in the NBA right now and you're taking a look at, uh, you know, how playoffs might unfold, what is the one thing that I think more than any other year that if you play the Raptors that you're concerned about? It's got to be that second unit. Because the second unit that they put on is better than yours. Yes. And so when you're sitting there watching, uh, like even the watch- second unit is comparable uh, and, and can defensively shut down a lot of people's first. That's the thing. And a lot of people sit there and go, what? That makes no, it's, no, no, it makes total basketball sense. It, it does. And the funny thing about this Raptors team, if they wanted to, and they have at times this season, they make full changes. It's it's almost like a line in hockey that comes off the ice, and it's unheard of. It's just weird because you you sit there and you go, "Wow, it's <laughs> the starting five are on the bench." And it like a lot of times, like for example, yesterday against the Knicks, a lot of people may not know this, but there there's and you should know this because moving forward there will be even more and more of these things. There's a lot of game props on Sports Interaction, and I and I couldn't recommend them even more to take a look at. But if you look at yesterday's game. Raise your hand if you thought DeMar DeRozan uh, had single-digit points because he scored nine points in this game. They scored close to 140 points, and their top score scored nine. That's telling you exactly what this bench looks like. Wright with 10, uh, Siakam with nine, Miles with 13, Van Fleet with 11. It just it just so good off the bench, Mike, where, where you don't necessarily need... DeMar in these kind of games, you could rest them properly for something of more significance, but it's uh, it's been very good, and they've been very good this year. They'll they'll crush Brooklyn on Wednesday if you're looking at at numbers and and odds. And trying to uh, match it up too with some uh, mm-hmm. with some uh, college games. Oh, mama! <laughs> Sorry, I get excited. I, actually, this is a pretty cool thing. Uh, so uh, one of our and these are really. Uh, you know, from time to time, I've received some stuff from uh, uh, Brian. And Brian sends in a really cool message to me the other day. This was just a- after, actually, I was wearing the uh, Ticat jersey for the Jared Glanville yes. interview. said, hey, Mike, one of Bastel's fellow Slovenians here. Welcome. Which is welcome. It's, it's, Slovenian. it's good. Yeah, it's yeah. good. Uh, my cousin Matt Stajan is close to his one hundred, sorry, his one thousandth career game. I started a page to raise funds for the Alberta Children's Hospital to honor the occasion. It's a place that's close to his and Katie's hearts. If you don't mind sending out a message, message, I really appreciate it. I'll even overlook the Ticat fan thing. 
All the best, and I hope you're doing well. Miss you on 1050, but your new show is truly raw, and I love it. Link to my fundraiser is below. Thank you so much. So we wanted to get that on uh, here today because, of course, uh, we weren't able to do it. Uh, and also, please rise for the Slovenian National Anthem. Everybody up. Here we go. This was written by Steve Kopitar. That's yeah, there are a lot of Kopitars are there. If you know the words, sing them out. Yeah. So once again, uh, you can throw that back up there. There is the donation page. And I will throw out the link later on today. If you're watching now or you're seeing this on Twitter, the link is what you want to click. Raising money uh, for the Alberta Children's Hospital, which does unbelievable work out there. They're, they're fabulous people. And if you're a parent, you know, at some point, you really hope that you never need them. True. But when you do, you pray to God for people who work in places like that. So courtesy of uh, Brian, his cousin Matt Stajan. Well done, Brian. Yeah, we'll raise some money, click on the link, and donate. It's a great thing to do. Oh, idea you knew the anthem yeah there That's you fantastic. go fantastic started off nice ended horribly it's really the trade of the show isn't it way better than fergie though yeah. way better <laughs> oh my god just saying oh my god please that I was know. so bad uh once again now uh, we'll talk a little hockey here in a second but uh there's because basketball it's in the air it's in the air mm. if i show any college stuff who knows what's going to go on now is this the high school one is this the because uh, this is crazy? So you know, very often you have the uh, halftime game shows and all that kind of stuff. We saw a bunch of it. They're giving going to give away, and so I think it's a I think it's a high school or a small college. And I'm not sure where this is from. It just caught my eye. You know, you normally have to make a certain amount of shots, just like they do in those games, and you get you know one thousand for this, so it's easy. Two thousand for that. But it's a series of shots you got to make to win the whole ten thousand. I've never really seen it. The only time I've ever seen a guy win this kind of arrangement was the Wendy's CFL kickoff. Do you remember that? Yeah, I know him. And the guy went on with... He's a friend of mine, yeah. He had good shoes on. Yeah, I know. Like, he had dress shoes on. And he kicked the first, so it was like 30... Was it was it 20, 30, 40, 50? Yeah, and you get a prize for every for each, kick. For each, each yeah. kick. So, like, for example, the 20 is like a nice stereo system, right? So this guy's kicking basically straight on. Straight on with yep. good shoes. I'm yep. thinking, there's no way. There's no way. He may as Makes, well have been from Edmonton if yeah. he was wearing sweatpants. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. It's true. It's absolutely true. It's in the Bible. Makes the 20. The 30, I thought, even because he looked like a bit of a bigger guy. So if, if he manages to get that toe on it, probably going to go through. 40, I highly doubted. And he kicks a 50-yarder. And the look on his face. Crazy, the place goes crazy. I think Dave Randorf. I think it was Randorf doing the game. I want to say it was like Randorf. Okay. And his, his, his girlfriend comes running on to the field. It was a million bucks. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I thought of was, oh, he's getting a new girlfriend. And so the question is, did he? <laughs> it's a, I know not it's not that, nice. It's the not, first thing I thought of. Not that I know. Yeah. You know what? I made the mistake. I didn't know that guy. I, I knew the guy that won the truck the next year. Oh, no. This is the guy who won yes, the, the, the million. million. Yes, I know what and you're talking about. And the girl comes running on the field. And he goes, he goes, he goes yeah. We're breaking up. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a guy who does the same thing. It is uh, basketball. And it's, I mean, I love a winning reaction, and you're going to see one here. 
First one obviously going to be very easy. Has to go down and make a layup. There we go. Then he has to make a free throw. So a lot of people are going to do this. Okay, but then he's got to shoot a three. Notice the guy doesn't help him. Because this is timed, by the way. The three! That Devlin would say, the three! From and, Pickering! And no way. Now, unfortunately, he died from the injuries uh, due to that. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Look at that. Okay, so what did he win? What did he win? $10,000. That's fantastic. Oh, wow. But $10,000. That's like, great. Could solve a lot yeah, of but problems. I made, I made a free throw of, and a three. You have guys on, the, guys on the Knicks. Yeah, no kidding. And apparently guys from Cincinnati, the Bearcats, mm. who can't make a free throw. So true. So true. I love that stuff, though, don't you? I, uh, that, I like when yes. people win. I don't like it when, no, when people no. go out and, and they're just terrible athletes. And he's, as simple as it is, it just crashes. The only, time, the only time I've ever laughed at somebody that's lost at a game when I saw it live, and it was, it was quite funny. So the Argos, the Argos are in Skydome, uh, and there is a halftime half prize giveaway where you're blindfolded and you win a trip to WestJet, anywhere WestJet flies. So... The woman is blindfolded, and she's doing one of these, and the crowd is cheering. Yeah, go in that yeah. direction. So she points, and the and the final the final piece of the WestJet prize is uh, is probably around I'm going to say the five yard line, right on the sideline. So you're probably about I'm going to say conservatively eight to ten yards away from the cardboard cutouts on the sideline. So she points in that direction. The crowd starts screaming, and she beelines it, and she's going hard, blindfolded, misses the target, and goes through, <laughs> through the the cardboard that is probably oh, yeah. about the size of someone's waist, trips over, and lands on her face, and oh. then the entire crowd goes, "Ooh!" Oh. And then you hear kind of sarcastic snickering, and yeah. and yeah. <laughs> You're mean, yeah, like at the game yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. so you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, see, that is kind of funny though. <laughs> it was, it was, Sorry, <laughs> falling down is funny. It was blindfolded too, and you felt terrible for it. And it's like, oh man. It's, yeah, but, that. But uh, yeah, when you're blindfolded, maybe don't do the 40 yard sprint to uh, inside of a, a 25 yard uh, run pattern, right? Well, uh, humiliation. <laughs> You know, and that's how I think, you know, when you're getting older, too, like when people don't laugh, they're con more concerned than, they, oh, yeah. than, it, than it is funny. Yeah. That, uh, that's not good either. Um, you know, one thing that I, 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 when we're going through all our golf stuff, right, because this is the kind of season, right, you get to a certain time of year and you can see it in the guys because guys, what's, and my father's always done this. While they're talking to you, so say, say it's in the parking lot. Okay. Or say you're lined up, maybe you're in the bank, although nobody does that anymore when no. are, when's the last time you were in a bank yeah unheard of uh so you're sitting there and you see guys practicing yeah warming up the guy and they're you know my dad does like the like these warm-ups i'm like that you know and it's like you know he's, he's thinking about you know it's usually like you know uh like some lob wedge in their head so rarely a driver it's 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 usually like you know and they're like yeah I'm like dad so it's this time of year 
Now the one the one thing that I don't think about is being in Dubai, on top of the world's most expensive. Motel. Although after watching yeah. this, I think I'd like to go there. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying. You better be invited. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you, you better know, be as their guest. So true. Or you're not. Dave's not going. So true. Is it all you have to do is look after the taxes? Well, how much are the taxes? <laughs> About two hundred eighty thousand dollars. Like it is just ridiculous, yeah. and it is, I believe, the one that Tiger. Yes, uh, d- because it's a floating, like it's a like the, the green is floating this, and I'm sure what it is a man-made a body of water, because when you're a rich uh, oil shake, yes, you can just build stuff like, and we welcome them to yeah. come on our show anytime yeah. and, and 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 buy this. Yes, buy this. We uh, we're a fan of uh, yeah. du- Dubai gins. So I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Uh, well said. Yeah. Yep. So, but they've got some pretty heavyweight golfers doing it off the top of the hotel. The question is, now I'm not sure what they're using, but do you think you could do it? Okay, forget about the fantasy of actually being there and paying for this hotel room. You'd be invited. But look at some of these world tour guys. It is like when you play those crazy like Tiger Woods games where they have the fantasy golf, the, the golf tournaments and these crazy made up, you know, like you're playing a, a course on Mars or whatever they have. This is real. They could do this. If you're rich enough, then I suggest going to the hotel and taking your sticks with you. It is called the Palm. As you can tell, the Atlantis, I believe. Look at that green. Amazing. We are uh, about 100 yards up above sea level, 22nd floor. We've got a little challenge going here. Doesn't look too hard, does it? 235 yards down there. The green is... Nine meters long and five meters wide. So two thirty-five. You reckon he's hit? Guy hit three or four out of no, five. No, I say it's a good. Dream. It's a good job they put that bunker in down there because it'd have been too easy without that. You know what the weirdest thing is? I'm like gripping the club to all because of this. Oh, shit. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Two thirty-five for these guys. Oh. Yeah, because you, yeah, your heart, hundred yards up, you'd have to see even if you made it or not. What was that? Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. It's right on line. Uh oh. He's done it. Ten feet left. Yeah. Look at that. Because here's what the interesting That's thing amazing. is. Like 235, almost everyone watching or, or, or listening to this, unless there's something, you know, I'm not That's unaware. a heavy par three. But, That's but, a very heavy par but, three. But guys, even if you took out your driver, if you don't hit that far, mm-hmm. most guys are probably going to make a 235. Yes. It's but, in that range. Like you'd have a shot at it. It's but, not, but accuracy wise. Well, well, that's the problem. That's big time hard because because if you're using if you're using say you're using a, a long iron like a, a three four or if you're using a three wood or something like I'm, that I'm on that I'm well see you're so high up though how far does it like that's wh- yeah how, that how takes an account right exactly exactly that's where you have to kind of you obviously you're not gonna uh, expect to get the range of it on one or two shots but if you if you have the opportunity to do it say you're using a three or a four iron. Those those don't stick. 
when when your ball lands. Those and you're only looking at what do they say nine meters with but, the green? But if it's dropping from like the that's true. Like too. from an airplane, it's probably gonna stick. I don't know. Otherwise, I, if you use a you know a, a three wood on, on on a normal if that's you're not sticking. That thing rolls. Yeah, you're not sticking that. No. So Russell, as you're watching that, I saw you getting a little excited. I saw I saw I know how your mind works. <laughs> do you think that because you said you're going to work real hard to improve your game. Could you make the green? Definitely. 100%. Yeah. God, no. <laughs> Not a chance. Yeah. Not a chance. <laughs> he couldn't on 100 shots. I say the average person is going to take... <laughs> like, do I think that I could do it in, with under uh, under 10 shots? Yes. yes. You think I could? Yes. Yes. It's yes. pretty narrow Narrow from... If I put enough rye in you, you could probably do it under well, okay. five shots. Well, there's a difference. If they're triples, if you're, if you're I might get an under five. <laughs> it's sad, folks. I, I'm, Dubai, not make, I'm not making this he up. He gets better the more he gets fueled. People have seen it's like it's like it's it's spinach to Popeye. True, it is rye, Alberta premium. By the way, oh, very yeah, good. I was, I was going old school on that one. Yep. Okay, so let's uh, also because uh, as uh, Gino, do you call him Gino, Melkin? Yeah, uh, you know what? If I'm with Joe Bartnick, I do. Because you'll understand it a little more, but it's uh, Evgeny Malkin to me. Yeah. Okay, so. Gino Malkin. And by the way, that's your heart trophy winner this year. I, I think it's been said, sealed, done, delivered. And, and trust me, I'm a huge, huge, enormously huge Blake Wheeler fan, and I think he should be part of the conversation. But Gino Malkin Gino. is your winner of the heart trophy this year. That's already been. It should be on the trophy already. If if you if you go to the Hall of Fame here, just a couple blocks yep. south of us, yep. it, it should say Gino Melkin already on the trophy. Looking at that scoring race, yes. Is line A? Does he does he hold on? Uh, well, he's tied right now, and they go head to head tonight. Like That's, a Vetchkin. How many times do people talk about a Vetchkin? Every single day, every single hour. See, because I don't minute. find I don't find it's the. Uh, you know, the guys used to froth the mouth. They either think he was a scumbag or a dirty player. Talk, you know, there's always this feeling about Mel or uh, Ovechkin, and I just have the feeling because of how it is in Washington. It's mm -hmm. like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. It really is quite a feat. Well, six time, six time yeah. Rocket Richard winner. He's looking for number seven. They're both at 40 goals. Ovechkin hasn't scored in three games. Liney's been on a tear. Liney's so good right now. And this, and, and think about this for a second. His last 30 shots, shots on goal, he has scored 15 times. No, he's a beast. That That's amazing. Like, that's know, amazing for what he's done, especially in the last two, three weeks. I know it's a football term. He's winning it, by the way. I got him to win the Rocket Richard. I think he I think he wins it. I think the hot streak continues. We're less than a month away from final, final puck drop on the regular season. I think it's April 7th, I think. April 7th, April 8th, something and, like that. That's Sunday. That's Sunday. And like I said, even though it... It's a, a it originated as a, as a football term, I suppose. That whole beast mode, mm -hmm. but that's what he is. He is like he is beast mode. So to me. good, yeah, yeah. And that shot, like people talked about when Ovechkin joined the NHL. You know, it's over a decade ago, which is kind of hard to believe that he's been around that long. Nice big, you know, winger, six foot two, six foot three, two, two ten. Patrick Liney, 6'5", 230. I, that does, is that not a beast? It, it, it it's and that's enormous. without skates. That's, that's not on skates. skates, exactly. He's massive out there, and he's a treat to watch. He sets up where everybody else does. All your goal scores will set up on one of the circles. Your Stamkos, Ovechkin, your, your Patrick Lyons, guys like that. 
and he is he is number one in the craft that he does, and that's scoring goals. He's a nasty piece of business too. He totally, is. and I think yeah, I like that. And to me, that's uh, that's old school. But you know, in in the same way, and I know people probably don't want to hear it. Same with Ovechkin. Mm-hmm. Ovechkin's gonna Ovechkin is a bigger human being than I think people realize. Correct. He's a big guy. Yep. He just uh, he just never played like it. He just never played like those. The highlight reel that he was in his first couple of years, especially that one goal where he flips over on his back. And yeah, he's on the, ice the and, Coyotes. Yeah, yes. that that goal. What is he six? What six three? Does that look like a six three guy doing that? No, nope. no way, no way. So I think that's interesting. But we also maybe if we take a look at Evgeny uh, Malkin, we sometimes never put him and Sid in the same category. Sid always seems to be in a slightly different universe. Do you think that's unfair? I think it is. It's starting to be more and more. Well, see, the thing is, Sid, Sid is Sid is arguably the number one two way player in the world, and that's and and Sid is from Canada. Sid is the C- Canadian national team's captain. Sometimes the lights, you know, sometimes Mick Jagger gets the attention when Keith Richards is pretty damn fantastic himself. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I also think too. And you bring up, uh, I think, what sometimes is the biggest uh, divider in this, and that is um, passport. Mm-hmm. Where's your passport? Yeah. Because Ovechkin, if he were, let's say, Canadian, let's say he was Canadian. Be a lot bigger of a deal. Do you remember he he was have, joking around in the uh, All-Star game? I want to say it was the game in Ottawa, but I could be wrong. Maybe okay. it wasn't the but I thought it was the, you know, and he had the Canadian flags. Sticking out of sticking his head, And he yep. was doing all these crazy Hat shots. Or whatever it was, yeah. Sid would never do that. Nope. Sid's just not his thing. Nope. But if it was a guy that you like, let's say it was someone like Matthews. He, he wouldn't do that either. But let's, nope. say, let's say he did. Would people like him or hate him for it? Would he be loved or hated for doing that? Just because, like, say, in Sid Crosby's case? Sid, but let's say let's say it's Austin Matthews, so so one of the younger players. Oh. And he goes to the All-Star game, and he puts uh, Canadian flags, and then he does, like, a goofy, crazy shot. Because that's kind of what he did. That was a real sort of line in the sand for me when I... Said I'm done with the All Star game, but <laughs> but but you know the goalies were standing backwards and doing. Well, all you that know kind what? For somebody like Austin Matthews, Leaf fans would be loving it. I'd say they love it. Leaf fans would be, but but you talk to my buddies in Western Canada, they think he's a bigger dick than what he is today. Because guess what? Western Canada hates Austin Matthews. I'm sorry, that's the way it is, and it has a lot to do with him wearing a Toronto Maple Leaf jersey. I, I where to go, Dave? I'm no. just, Someone's just, crying now. I'm just telling, you got someone crying. I'm just telling. That's the truth, though. It's the truth. They don't. They don't. They don't like this American guy from Scottsdale wearing a Maple Leafs jersey in the biggest city in Canada. And and that's. I'm sorry. There's. I know there's Leaf fans throughout Canada, but as much love as they do have in certain places, there is equal or double the hate. It's oh, this. It's it's. But this, you know. Is a geographical it totally you know, is. it totally uh, is. Uh, argument. If and, Austin Matthews, yeah. if Austin Matthews plays for the Buffalo Sabers, you know, just an unrelevant team like that. The Ottawa Senators talk about unre- you know, no relevance at all. Maybe the biggest embarrassments in the NHL. They probably don't care as much. I'm just saying that's it has a lot to do with the jersey, which is uh, which I think it's a knock and it's too bad because I, I think he's a very good player. We uh, briefly touched upon the NFL, and uh, as as we mentioned that uh, Sherman is now going to be a uh, 49er. 49er. Yeah, massive. But you know what? And I don't know if it gets passed over, even though it was, of I thought, significance. Tyrod Taylor. Now, I guess when you're benched and uh, P. 
Peterman comes in, you maybe you've got a feeling that maybe things aren't going well because that to me was this is a team that's let's that literally is, is playoff bound. Yep. Or at least they're, they're at least they're in that race. I mean, it's a legit team that is that that is going legitimately to a playoff, and you put in a guy who is not their future, not their future at all, and you put him in, and then Taylor has to come back and play. Well, he gets dealt to Cleveland now for him. Uh, is it a good move, bad move? But I think if, if you're Cleveland, you did all right on this. Yeah, I think it's a placeholder. Uh, I think the Cleveland Browns are going to draft a quarterback with numbers one or four, depending on what they what they go with. And it is a placeholder quarterback, which isn't the worst idea for Cleveland. I love what they did with the, have done with the receiving core because you put ja- Jarvis Landry in there with the with the Coleman who's already in place, a Josh Gordon who seems to be you know knock on wood clean again. Those are three very good receivers. If they have some sort of running game with Duke Johnson, uh, Tyrod Taylor is a very serviceable quarterback. If Joe Thomas returns to the offensive line, which he should, the Cleveland Browns, and just wait for me, wait for me, the Cleveland Browns might win seven games next year. That's how good this Cleveland Brown team can do. And and, and, and I know it doesn't sound like a great number when you're when you're seven and nine, but for the Cleveland Browns to win seven games after what's happened the last two seasons, somebody's going to win a coach of the year, and it's Hugh Jackson in uh, in Cleveland. Well, let's talk about some of those other free agents because we are in that era or that time frame right now for the NFL. Yep, Kirk Cousins is the pretty girl to dance. He certainly is, and what we're hearing about Kirk Cousins right now is he's not going to be accepting any visits from teams or anything like that. Your three front runners, the Vikings are the favorites. Number two would be between the Jets and the Broncos, and I think number two and three are distant two and three. I think he's going to be wearing a Minnesota Vikings jersey uh, within the next week here when it actually uh, comes to pass. It's going to happen fast, and he may become the richest quarterback in the history of the league. I'm sorry. I know a lot of people are sitting there going, Kirk Cousins? It's like, yeah, Kirk Cousins will be the highest-paid quarterback is what I'm predicting in the NFL. If he goes to the Vikings, and again, it's sort of that domino effect. Depending on where he goes, it will it will have that chain reaction of who people are going uh, after following that. So if it's a Case Keenum, for instance, yes, uh, you know, is – are the Broncos available? Is he a Jet then at that point? Uh, I hope not. The Cardinals also probably but, in that but conversation. But these are teams that are looking, right? Yeah. And, and, you and talk- Buffalo. Buffalo's, Buffalo now sitting with nobody. Yes. And, really. And you're talking about the chain reaction. When, when Kirk Cousins gets scooped up, and likely it's the Minnesota Vikings, Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the hottest commodity out there, and somebody's going to want to take Teddy Bridgewater, who's a former first-round pick, and should be able to be plant himself into an offense and do decently. I'm not saying he's going to win you playoff games, but he should be able to move an offense successfully. He's going to be a hot commodity, and that's crazy to even think about considering he hasn't played a game in over two and a half years. If I'm Teddy, the one place that I think I'm looking at, a team that I believe probably has a strong enough defense so I'm getting the ball back because that's part of it too. If he has the right protection... I might take the Broncos if I'm him. That's interesting because they yeah. do have a very good defense and they do have a couple of weapons on offense. I think the Broncos are front runners just because they are looking for that quarterback. Don't sleep on the Miami Dolphins. He's from the Miami area. I know they have Ryan Tannenhill in place, but I don't know if they're sold on him just yet. So that could be a possibility. Don't sleep on the Jets. Uh, I wouldn't go as far as saying that somebody like uh, 
uh, a New York Giants could be looking at a Teddy Bridgewater considering that Eli's time is almost up. If Eli plays next season, it might be his last season. But the Giants are also looking at drafting a quarterback, so that may throw a little bit of a wrench into the situation. And I don't think if you're Teddy Bridgewater, you're wanting to go to a team that's drafting second overall, and we're plucking our franchise quarterback who will play for the next decade. It also depends on the kind of market you want to play in. If you're not a New York guy, because that is, as you know, Dave, it is a different world. It is a a world city that lives and breathes 24 hours a day. And guess what? If you're the quarterback... For the Jets, yep. Everybody will so know true. your face and your name. You might want Denver, small, kind of a small market yep. in, in comparison. Denver, you might gorgeous, want to go there. Gorgeous city too. Yeah. By the way, throw throw the Buffalo Bills into that Teddy Bridgewater conversation Absolutely. as well. Yeah, because I don't think Nathan Peterman is going to be the answer at all. Oh, he's, he, be, he better sorry, not. Sorry, he better not. No, and just like it's so weird that one team like the Vikings is going to spur on almost an entire league of free agents in in one position at quarterback. But you also have to think about Sam Bradford, too. Uh, where is he going to go? Well, he's going somewhere, right? Yeah, and I just I just don't know, quite honestly, if you really want to take – if it's me, I'm not that interested because I, I, I think I, not only is the time passed, but I think there's a slight – damaged goods feel to it. Completely. I just I just don't see him taking a team to championships. I don't. Nice nice player if you could get him on a flyer, but you can't commit massive money to a Sam Bradford and, and expect to say, okay, well, here's our offense and here's our offensive playbook and Sam Bradford's on the cover of the offense. That 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 cannot possibly happen because if you're looking at over under games for Sam Bradford in, in 2018, it's probably around six. So, and a lot of people are probably pressing the under button, uh, and and you know what? For good reason. Uh, we do have breaking news this morning that the Dolphins plan to release defensive tackle Adamic and Sue, so that will free up some money. It's a heavy, heavy contract, Mike, and to put them uh, to put take that money off of the payroll. Maybe they're looking at other avenues where they're going to spend it. Some people say it could be. Uh, um, uh, Mo Wilkinson of the uh, New York Jets, formerly of the New York Jets, who was released last week as well. We're getting into the stages where people are looking at that roster and going, cut, 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 and it's all to do with cap relief because they they have to start figuring out what they can and can't afford. And, and big-ticket items like this for aging defensive tackles yeah. that are getting slow, I'm sorry, they, they just don't keep up anymore and they have to be released. In the bloodletting that's happening on the West Coast with uh, Seattle, so Jimmy Graham probably going to be unloaded. Correct. Be careful, though. Don't fall in love with the resume from years past. I'm not so sure what you're getting with Jimmy Grant. The other question is, if, if uh, Sammy Watkins is available, do we have confidence in him? Because at one point, coming out of, uh, obviously coming out of college ball, he was like the game-breaking. He's your he designated number one guy. Is he still a number one? I don't think he is. I think he's one of those guys that is almost Sam Bradford light. He is injury prone. He's a smaller receiver for the position that he plays. Um, can he can he play a full season? Well, show me, show me, show me if you can because I don't think he can. So I don't think you commit massive amounts of money. Do you bring in a Sammy uh, a Sammy Watkins to your camp if you have the opportunity at a decent price point? One hundred percent, you do because I think he's that good of a receiver. The Rams showed it last year, but if you looked at his numbers with the Rams, he missed almost as much as he played. Here's a uh, – because we're going to talk about Aiden's Drive. That is uh, part of Epilepsy Canada, and a good friend of ours, uh, Jay Barker, his son, uh, is the one that it's uh, that inspired the Tournament for Epilepsy Canada. And, of course, with our good friend uh, Gary Collins, it is in June – or, sorry, in July. July. Did, did we say July the 10th? 
Something like that, July 10th or 11th. 11th, in yeah. there somewhere, because we're going to be up there uh, broadcasting live once again. And uh, it's a great day. It, Hockley Valley. Hockley Valley is gorgeous. And they have their own winery up there now. Wine and golf in a pool. It's nice. Yeah, it's going to be beautiful. So we're going to talk more about that. We'll probably get uh, uh, Jay back on here soon, see how his son is doing. Cause it's a good idea, and have him promote the charity yeah. and, and make sure people go out there, sign up. And, we're looking uh, for foursomes and sponsors. So right. uh, I'll probably be con- contacting those that I think have the ability to do it. It's not crazy money. Uh, but it's certainly, uh, do we have that up on the screen now? And uh, what is the official date on that? Is it the 10th or the 11th? July 10th. July 10th. Tuesday, July 10th. Okay, so we're going to be doing some of that this year as we want to support our good friends at Epilepsy Canada. Uh, Jay has also just said that he has entered. You're allowed two brackets in my in my challenge because some people do like 10. And they're like, oh, yeah, I came uh, third. Or, uh, for, uh, process of elimination, you know, you do like <laughs> 10 of them. Maybe you do get it all right. I'm saying two. So you have, you know your sheet of integrity, as they like to call it, mm-hmm. and then you have maybe that backup in, in case uh, that big upset doesn't happen or however you do it, at least two. Jay just uh, uh, tweets in his, I've got two in, and have zero confidence in either one of them. Fair enough. <laughs> Tough but fair. What? Can we just become best friends? Yep. I love this time of year, though. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yep. Yes, we do. Yes. It's so remember, I'll tweet it out again today, but this is the Raw Mike Richards Bracket Challenge. We did it last year. Had a lot of fun. We're going to do it again. One year, maybe we'll actually have prizes. Have Russell Graham come over for a weekend to your house. Ooh, that'd be good. Ooh, feet rubs, hugs, and French toast. Let's get ready to rumble! Not even looking at us now. He refused. My father's going, son, didn't we have this talk about doing that stuff? Uh, don't forget, we'll have our March Madness show on Wednesday morning. Will Strickland going to be in? We'll also talk to Leo Routens and maybe others and more surprises. Oh, come on, March Madness. God, I love this time. And I love gambling. I got a problem. 